I'm Kim Grinnells of Dogman.com with Chris Fatter, Scott Eklund. Word out this afternoon that the Washington, Oregon football game scheduled for 1 p.m. kickoff down in Eugene has been canceled. But the Oregon-Washington basketball game scheduled at 5 o'clock in Heck Edmondson Pavilion at 5 p.m. on Saturday is still a go. But word shortly ago that um, the game was canceled. We could pretty much see this coming in a lot of people. You know, you guys um, are going to say, why did they take so long? Well, I'll tell you why they were taking so long, because they were fighting like hell to make this game happen. Unfortunately, they couldn't. But, uh, you know, just, you know, Scott, you played a little bit of college football. But, you know, anybody who says that Washington was trying to duck Oregon or they didn't want to play the game, that's just crazy. Football players are wired. They want to play. Absolutely. And, I mean, Jimmy Lake said it over and over uh, yesterday on his, uh, radio show last night. And, um, I believe that Jen Cohen is the kind of person who wants this game played. And think about it. I mean, even if Washington did want to duck Oregon, and I don't say I, <laughs> I just realized what I did there, but even if they didn't want to play Oregon because they were afraid and they knew this would help them win, they still can't play next week if we've we got all these cases. We don't. So, we don't know that the game next week would be off. We don't well, know that. That's for what sure. Jimmy said last night, and he said the likelihood of us playing next week if we don't play this week is very low. Is basically yeah, I, what he said. Yeah, it's not off. I mean, there's still a chance that they could play. And you know, Chris, part of what I've been hearing is this: it's the contact tracing. You know, with the CDC guidelines, they've lowered it to a seven-day quarantine uh, period, but. King County health officials, 14 days, and that's where the problem is. Yeah, and Washington actually agreed with it. So it's you can place it on King County, and I know Jimmy was pretty pointed in his comments during his coach's show that it's local health officials that are really kind of driving this, and that's fine and everything, but the Washington health officials are agreeing with it. So, you know, place the blame where you want to, where you want to place it. Um, ultimately, it's just an awful situation all the way around. Um, we saw it happen with Arizona State. We saw it happen with Arizona. We saw it happen with Utah. We saw it happen with Washington State. We saw it happen with USC. We saw it happen with Cal at the beginning of the season. I mean, no one is immune to this thing. It's it's going to catch up to you eventually. And, yeah, I, it was interesting listening to Jimmy Lake talk about next week, for instance, saying that, you know, initially it was like, okay, it's going to be really disappointing because so many players are going to be out. And then I agree with Scott that by the end, he pretty much admitted that if they can't play this Saturday, they're not going to play next Friday. And see, I think that you guys are eight days from now, Kim, eight days. It's not going to happen. Tentatively. It's not going to happen. Kim, I'll I'll bet you any any sum of money. It it won't happen. I'm willing to bet that they are trying really hard to get those games pushed out a little bit. Everyone's trying hard. And I agree with you that they didn't. They didn't want to announce this thing until the very last possible minute when every single PCR test, every antigen test was there and they counted them up and they made damn sure they knew they couldn't go. They had exhausted every possibility. I agree a hundred percent with that. That being said, this is eight days. We're talking eight days from now. It's not going to happen. It just won't. We, we, people just need to face the reality of this thing. Nope. It's, there's too much. There's too. There's too many things going on. Too many guys that are out. And if, in for instance, Mike Varela, Seattle Times, this was the announcement, kind of pre-announcement, saying the game was set to be canceled. He's saying his source is saying it was well below the 53 number. If we are to 
believe that that's true and there's no reason not to because the game's canceled, then there's just no way. Well, it's been declared a non no contest is what what has happened. But I'm still, you know, with some people I've talked to, there possibly still could be next week some scheduling maneuvering. So we will see what happens with that. But, you know, you can, Scott, feel free to close the door if you want. I'm not willing to do that because I still think that they're working on this and trying to make it happen. They weren't able to make a game in two days happen, but they've still got a week to, you know, possibly make this work. And I'm sure that they are going to exhaust every possibility to make that happen. And I don't know if you saw, you know, Scott, what I put out on Twitter, you know, they originally had planned on spring football. Can we have a two or three game spring football season? Would, would that work? No. What do you don't, know? Don't mess with it. Don't mess. <laughs> don't mess with a spring season. Just have your spring football like you normally would, where you can get ready for it for the fall season. It's not healthy to put these players through a six game season or five game season. Now, three months later, put them through another three or four game season, and then expect six months after that to put them well, they have through. Spring, a, they have spring football. Not. Not. It's totally different than having a season. They have three scrimmages. No, you don't go full full contact in those. The quarterbacks aren't taking hits. Yeah, yeah, no, you don't mess with the 2021 football season at all. I'm you play, still, I'm the reason still you played can... this. The reason you played this right now is so that you could then get into 2021 and have your normal cycle of of spring football of of off-season work and then get into August and September for fall camp and the start of the season. Yeah, but you're forgetting one part of the equation, which is everything always comes down to one thing and one thing only, Scott. What's everything come down to? comes down to money, but, and I will say, if you screw up things for the the regular season, uh, the following year, that's going to mess with your bottom line even more than having three games where you don't have fans in the stands. How would it screw up for 21? I'd be you more interested in how it's going to mess with uh, March Madness. That's how I would be curious you about. You cannot have you cannot put guys through what you just put them through for the last six to eight weeks, and then expect them in a couple months to go through the same kind of thing, and then expect them six months after that to go through an even longer process. That if you're talking because the number one thing that they always say is the health of the athletes. And but, Scott, they, that, they were planning on a spring schedule anyways. They've probably got a lot of the work they, done already. That was never going to happen. That was never going to happen. And, yeah. See, you're speaking a lot of definitives, and I don't agree with you whatsoever. That's yes, the guy who says Sam Heward's going to start next year. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> yeah, but we can talk but, about that. Hey, Kim, I'm curious, though. Seriously, they just went through all this, and now you're going to ask them to ramp up, what, in February? Because here's the thing. We all know how long it's going to take for them to ramp up to a season. Are we talking about a season or are we not talking about a season? Because if you're talking about a spring season, it's going to take them a minimum of six weeks just to ramp up to the point where they would be able to play competitively. Why would it take six weeks? The because that's what all the Pac-12 coaches told us. Well, they you know why they said weeks. that, though. They what? said that because they wanted to start early. But if you told them we, you got a month, they, they'd be on board in a heartbeat. If you said you only get four weeks, they'd be on there. Here's what I'll say, Kim. I'm not saying, I probably shouldn't say that it won't happen. I'm just saying I don't see any way that it happens. I, I, think I don't. 
I think it's something they definitely have to explore. I mean, Arizona State only, you know, got to play two games. I'm sure they'd be more than happy to look at a spring football season. And I'm sure Washington looking at a $30 million deficit for this academic year and uh, Oregon $65 million that they would be opening to, you know, half a million dollars per game uh, back into the athletic budget. And all I'm saying is these are possibilities that can be explored. And I'm sure that they are looking at every possible scenario on this. And they've already done a lot of groundwork to make it happen in the spring, you know, before, you know, Larry Scott got on the bandwagon and got it done this fall. But, you know, I think Cam, it's definitely if, something they need to explore. If there if there was a way that 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 it could be proved to you that it would screw up the 2021 season and there are ways you're just not wanting to hear it, would you then agree that it shouldn't be played? Well, if there were reasons that showed where it wouldn't screw up the 21 season, would you be willing to play? Yeah, but I don't, I don't see how that's even possible though. That it doesn't impact the 2021 season. Well, that's what we pay those. That's what what we pay the guy with the Harvard grad that runs the uh, TV network as well as the conference. That's why he's making. The thing is, the thing is, Kim, you're talking about you could have guys blowing out knees, um, injuring backs, um, you know, terrible injuries that they could have in these games. And basically they wouldn't have, uh, you know, they wouldn't be available for most, if not at, at least half of the season. Well, on the other side of that, they're going to have a bigger roster because eligibility is on pause. So they're going to, they're, they will have a bigger roster next year than they did this year. But you yeah, will, but, you will absolutely lose players like Elijah Molden, right. Pete Taylor, right. maybe Jackson Kirkland. We don't know, but anybody that has any thoughts about going to the draft, you're going to lose all those guys. For starters. Now the other thing you got to think of, what about anybody that decides to sign mid-year next week and they decide that they want to enroll in January? Are they all of a sudden now eligible to play in this season? Eligibility's on pause. Right, but do you want those true freshmen to be thrown into that? Do you, you, I mean, is that, is that, is that something you're willing to do? I don't think that you'd see that many, you know, if there was a season in the spring, I don't think you would see anybody who would be ready to play in those games except maybe somebody at a skill position so um quarterback possibly yeah well here's the other thing i'd like to talk about too because there's i guarantee if you ask the players if they're open to a spring season and jimmy lake they they all go yeah okay well they're well yeah because they're going to want to play any game anytime anywhere that's what they that's what they're geared to but here's the other thing that people need to consider and this was a tweet that was put out by Elijah Molden's mom earlier today, about three hours ago. She just said, let me clear something up. We haven't seen our son in almost six months to protect the football quote-unquote bubble. Players sacrifice daily to keep the games going. Nobody is lacking incentive to play. We want to happen. We want the games to happen as badly as Duck fans do because she was referencing the now-canceled game. But here's the thing. If, if you want to create a whole other spring season – you're in essence going to be putting those players back in a bubble for another three to four months. At least, at least. So is that's something that everyone has to consider. And it's easy for fans to say, of course we want them to do that because we want to see games, but we don't see what happens behind the scenes when these kids, because they want to play and they're going to school and all that, but built into that is that they can go back to see their families. Their families can always come back to see them. None of that's happening for obvious reasons. We'll see, but that's I, I'm something just, to consider. 
Yeah, I'm just saying that if if there's a way that you you know, I think it's going to be something that they will explore. I don't think that they will brush it aside and poo poo it. I think that there will be some people that will look into it. Will it gain any traction? We'll see. But yeah, uh, the other thing to think about too, Kim, is that for instance, one of the one of the pieces of news that was made today was uh, Boston College and them not wanting to play in a bowl game. And if I remember correctly, I think they've played. 10 or 11 games this year. Yeah. Um, when they found out that they had made the decision to not play, everyone erupted in cheers. They didn't want to play. They were done mentally, physically, otherwise. And a lot of people are saying that's just the beginning. A lot of people are talking about scrapping the bowl season altogether outside of the New Year Six games and the playoff. It might happen. You just don't know. But I think what we're seeing is we're seeing the full – effects of what's happening with COVID because a lot of people were talking about the mental health of the, of the kids to get out there and play and do what they're supposed to do. And everybody understands that, but then they also need to understand the week by week, you know, swings that these are, these guys are having to go through where they practice, 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 blood, sweat, and tears. All of a sudden for this stuff to get pulled from under the rug, it's it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy, and it's got to be driving them nuts. Oh, yeah, you know, and where's Larry Scott trying to push out the bowl season and the championship game? Because, you know, we're not hearing much of that, and Scott, you know, do you, would you see any problem with them saying, hey, you know what, we're going to put things on pause for a couple weeks, and let's just push everything out a couple weeks? And I know TV is driving everything, but, uh, boy, you just wonder if TV is driving everything or if the SEC is driving everything. Um, I, I wouldn't mind them putting it on hold for a couple weeks. They're not going to, but, um, cause we get, that's when you get into, um, you know, Christmas next week, the following week you get, you get into, um, New Year's and all that kind of stuff. I just, I think if they're not going to be able to do it now, th- look, the Pac-12 put themselves in this predicament by starting when they did. They could have started a couple weeks earlier and built in some time. They didn't do that. And they've, they've really kind of put them, you know, painted themselves into a corner. And now we're seeing the, the result of stuff like that happening. So, um, I, I just really, you know, I, and this, this just is where when we kept hearing about how the, the daily testing was going to be a game changer and make it so that they didn't have to have T, I'm like, come on, it, nothing's, nothing's going to do this except for people getting it. And, you know, having a vaccine, that's the only way that we're ever going to be able to get out of this where you guys are are comfortable with letting kids play with the possibility of getting COVID. So, um, you know, I just I don't I look, they want money, so maybe they they do it. But I, I just I have a hard time seeing them want to push it out into, you know, Christmas is the is uh, two Fridays from tomorrow, two weeks from tomorrow. I just don't, I don't, I don't know if anyone will have the will to keep these kids out for that long. I just don't. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, these are the tough times that, you know, tough decisions that need to be made. And that's where, you know, you just wish there was a little bit better leadership at the, you know, at the conference level. They're hard decisions. And the hardest thing is, and just as in real life, you know, I always say football mirrors real life, but, you know, we've never gone through anything. And, you know, when you look back, it's easier to look at the mistakes that were made. But it would have been easier if they would have started the season early, but we just don't know. And what's going to happen going forward? We'll see if there's a game next weekend. I mean, I'm not willing to just shut it down and say no. Um, 
I think that, you know, they're probably exhausting every opportunity. And I'll be talking to some people later on tonight and hopefully get a little bit more clarity on that. But, uh, yeah, it won't be easy. Is it, um, definitive there won't be a game next week i wouldn't say no but it's going to be really 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 tough to make that happen really tough so yeah tim um, i want to just add that i'm I'm on on the record i'm i don't think that washington will play in the pac-12 title game i just don't see that the turnaround i just don't see it happening if you do great i get it does that mean that washington season is done no not by any stretch they could still accept a bowl invite if they wanted to play in this armed forces bowl or Whatever. I mean, it, it doesn't really matter. If they want to do that, that's great. Um, but I think it's, it, it is, we, we do need to kind of have it incumbent upon ourselves to be realistic about where the status of the program is right now in terms of its overall health. And I could have told you at 7.45 Wednesday morning that this game wasn't going to be played. As soon as they put things on pause, it's like Baylor. Baylor's put their program on pause for this Oklahoma State game on Saturday. That game ain't going to happen. They may not have announced it yet, but it's not going to happen. And so we just, we just need to be realistic about what's going well, on. And being realistic, Chris, is understanding that if they're not canceling it, understand that they're not just trying to delay the decision. They're fighting to make it happen, and they're going to leave no stone, stone unturned. So you would have said yesterday it was your opinion that the game would be canceled. They didn't know that yesterday because they were still working and trying to find a solution to that. And, you know, that's what I'm looking at where you guys don't think that a game will be played next week. I think it's probably highly unlikely, but unless they cancel it, they're still working to find a way to make that happen. And until they've exhausted every possibility, I'm not willing to get out there and say, no, it's not going to happen. Because you know Jimmy Lake, you know Jan Cohen enough. They're not just going to lay down and go, God, this sucks. No, they're going to do everything possible to make it happen. I agree with that 100%. My point is I'm basing it strictly on the history of these last three or four months. And teams that have put their programs on pause the week that they were supposed to play a game, they don't play those games. It just doesn't happen. So I'm I'm not saying that they're not exhausting possibilities. I'm saying that they're fighting an uphill battle from the start. Oh, absolutely. That battle is is almost never – in fact, I don't think it has been overturned. I don't think they've turned the ship around – quick enough to be able to have that kind of turnaround to make it work. What I do absolutely agree with 100% with you on is the fact that Jimmy Lake, Jen Cohen, and that football program at Washington, they want to find a game. And and maybe they maybe they can't play uh, the Friday night game, but does that mean maybe they could play a game on Sunday, maybe an or Apple Monday. Cup game? Or Monday. Or yeah. Monday. That's possible. It, it We're talking about a difference in hours or days that could be what spells Washington's future, whether or not they play a game, a uh, Pac-12 championship game, or a game the following Monday. That's why I said I think the turnaround is such that there's just not enough days. If the Pac-12 title game was being played on the Monday instead of Friday, I might be having a completely different conversation. I think it's that close. But again, if if what is listed in the report that was put out by the Seattle Times earlier today saying they are well below the 53-man threshold, then it's a moot point. Because, first of all, the, the total number, you can't play. And second of all, we don't know how that's broken up by position groups. And there are certain thresholds in the Pac-12 that requires you have to have, what is it, four defensive linemen, seven offensive linemen, at least one quarterback to on roster scholarship players to be able to play. 
And if they don't, you know, if, if, if all their quarterbacks are blown out, then we're, it's a moot point. If, if we're only talking about three defensive linemen available, it's a no contest. So there's so many things behind the scenes that we don't know about. We just know that the overall, uh, health of the program is such that there's no way that game could be played on Saturday between, between Washington and Oregon. And Scott Softy had a thing out on Twitter. If you add that extra game after the championship game, if you're not able to play that championship game, do you want Oregon or Washington State? Oh boy. Um, probably Oregon just cause I think Washington and Oregon is a much better game for both teams. I think Washington would walk right through Washington State right now, but that's just my opinion. Um, you know, we'll, I, I, my, my choice would be Oregon, but you know, it, either or play, play somebody. Yes. How about, how about you, Chris? Yeah. I, I don't think it matters. I, I think the, the fans would want Oregon. I don't think they want to hear this talk about duck and Oregon, pun intended. I just don't, I, I think it's ridiculous, but I think they would want to put an end to that. And, um, I think they would, but, but they would play either team. Absolutely. An Apple Cup game or Oregon who, you know, six of one half dozen the other. If you ask the if go. you ask the players, what would they say? Probably Oregon. I think so too. Yeah, no, I, I don't think there's any doubt. There's absolutely no. There's, I mean, it's again. I, I read off the thing from from Kristen Molden. Um, it was funny. Alex Bogan comes back like a minute later and is like, "Yeah, what she said." You know, it's 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 ridiculous. These guys are there to compete. They don't work for months just to see games get you know taken out from under them. It doesn't. It makes no sense whatsoever. And there's no reason for uh, Washington to duck Oregon. I mean, John Wilner had a tweet saying, yeah, Washington's seen Oregon's run defense. Why would they duck them? I mean, it makes no sense. Yeah, the other thing is people, I don't think people get this. You know, thoroughbreds, are, they want to race. They want to play. Football players, everything they're going to, they want to play. And Do you understand? I don't think people get, I mean, you're doing 60 hours on an average, 60 hours worth of preparation for every game that's played. Stop and think about that. Stop and think about if we did 60 hours for every podcast we did. But 60 hours worth of preparation goes into every game. You well, know, that's it's, it's easy. It's easy. <laughs> we, we take about 60 seconds worth of preparation for our podcasts. So, that yes, <laughs> when, you, when you multiply that times a 1,000, yeah, it's it's – it's definitely a, it's a staggering figure, but yeah. sure. I mean, it, it just, it underscores it. It's, it, it, it just reinforces a, a something that the tinfoil hat crowd's going to go out there and put out because they can, because they have a voice and it's unfortunate, but true. Um, I, I just think it's going to be so fascinating now how this thing works out. I mean, we already know the Cal Washington state game has now been moved up to the one o'clock slot that would have been Washington, Oregon. So that's interesting. And then on top of it, you know, you've got the other games that you have to look for. Um, this is going to be a crazy Saturday. And it was already going to be crazy. I mean, it was already going to be nuts. I mean, you've got, you, you've got Utah playing at Colorado and Colorado's playing for more than just a Pac-12 title. They're looking at a potential New Year's Six berth because they're undefeated. They're, they're 21 in the country right now. Um, how about the tweet that Kenzano put out that given that Pac-12 doesn't have a shot at the college football playoff content, you know, just why not push back the conference title game by a week or two and let USC, Colorado, Oregon, and Washington play it out on the field? 
How about a four-team round robin? Well, but what, but what if Colorado beats Utah and then beats USC? USC's ranked 15th right now. What if USC waltzes through UCLA and ends up being like top 10, top 12, and Colorado ends up being around 15 or so? Yeah, I'm not saying they make it to the playoff per, you know, per se. I mean, we just don't know. But until the games are actually played, you can't take it out of the equation. It's like your thought about next week in the Pac-12 title game. Until everyone exhausts all the possibilities, you just don't know. But the bottom line is Colorado or USC right now is in a perfect position to solidify like a Fiesta Bowl berth at the very least. But if Utah beats Colorado and now all of a sudden – you know, because people wanted that Colorado USC matchup that should have happened earlier in the year anyways, because they're, they're feeling like Colorado is getting unduly screwed by USC, which is true. And they should rectify that on the field. But, but you'd have to do that to sacrifice the winner of the North, which doesn't really make a lot of sense either. So it's 2020, man. It's everything is crap. You're just trying to make the least amount of crap out of a crap situation. Good luck trying to figure that out. Well, the good news is last night uh, Washington defeated Seattle U by 30-some points, and it looks like the Oregon football game is, I mean, basketball game is still on for a 5 o'clock tip-off at Heck Ed, and it sounds like the um, the basketball team and all the other sports, they don't come in contact with each other, so hopefully they can uh, keep that going. So, hey, before we wrap this up, final thoughts, Scott Eklund? Final thoughts, uh, stinks to win the Pac-12 North this way, but it is what it is. Um, I am hopeful that they can play in the Pac-12 championship game. I don't see it happening, but I hope, I hope that happens. And if they can't and, uh, you know, things get all screwed up, play Oregon or Washington State the following week. Chris Setters. Yeah, I just think that uh, I go back to Jimmy Lake's quote from the coaches show last night, how, uh, this exact scenario is something that's not going to sit well with him at all. It's not going to sit well with the Washington team. I know it's not sitting well with Jen Cohen. And so the best scenario would be to get another chance to play Oregon at some point, whether that's the, you know, a week from now or, or whatever, because we have to remember guys, the PAC 12 conference has still not necessarily voted on how they want these other, these other conference interconference matchups to go the day after the PAC 12 title game. So the Pac-12 conference has basically carte blanche to do whatever they want. And so I think they're just kind of sitting around waiting to see what happens. And I'd be, I'd love to be a fly on the wall of the Pac-12 offices right now, trying to figure out the mathematics behind what they're looking at and trying to see how they want to create these matchups. Because if, if Washington is in fact healthy enough to play next week, they, they're in the Pac-12 title game. Again, my contention is there's no way that's going to happen on an eight-day turnaround. But could it happen like on a 12-day turnaround? Well, the only people that are going to be able to determine that is Fox. You know, Fox is the one that's going to be driving all this. And Fox is not going to change their Friday night primetime game. It's slotted in. That's why I just don't see it happening for Washington. But... Could a game with Oregon down the line be something in the offing? Could it, could an Apple Cup be something that's in the offing? Man, there's so many permutations. And while I'm so disappointed that this game's not happening because this would have been a prime time game, national game between Washington and Oregon, 
I am very excited to see how this all shakes out because uh, it could pretty much go anywhere at this point. Frustrating day, frustrating week, and it's going to be a frustrating weekend. So just keep it tuned here at dogman.com and we'll keep you up to date with what's going on. So um, hopefully I'll have some conversations later tonight with people involved in the process and be able to give you guys a little bit more insight of what's going on. But uh, I think it's going to be interesting. You know, it's interesting times. Like I said, you know, we're dealing with stuff we've never dealt with before. So um Next time they might be a little bit better prepared, but uh, we'll see. Just a reminder, the 5 o'clock tip-off on Saturday uh, against Oregon. They looked really good last night against uh, Seattle U. They'll get an interesting uh, test Saturday uh, late afternoon against Oregon. So for all of us at Dogman.com, I'm Kim Grenolds along with Chris Fetters and Scott Eklund. Go dogs. 